Hey everybody, welcome, and thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach. I'm usually here with Laura, but she is in uh, Texas at a wedding or something. And um, I was flying solo this week. I had an interview scheduled with a couple. Uh, they qualify as Instagram influencers. They've got a new book coming out. And uh, because of a calendar error, we had to push that interview. And uh, that'll be coming up later on. But um, I, it did make me wonder about this idea of being an influencer. And I started thinking about couples in particular that have influenced me. Like, who could I get to come on? Like, who do I want to talk to? Who do I want to hear about how they made it work? And I thought of Steve and Elizabeth. And uh, Steve and Elizabeth are former clients of mine. Uh, We stopped working together many, many years ago. They've stayed in touch with me and I with them. And um, I know that they sometimes listen to the podcast. And uh, I also know that they've been through a lot. They've been through a lot, not just in their counseling experience, but also in just their life, both before and after. And um, if anybody has formed a perspective on how relationships work, it's these guys. So I just asked them, I said, would you come talk to us? And they both were like, yeah, let's do it. So you're going to get to hear from Steve and Elizabeth about how they um, think relationships work. I'll give you a quick heads up that they both have a little bit of a potty mouth. So you might want to make sure that uh, tiny ears are, uh, you know, cared for in your presence. I am just uh, in awe of what these guys have uh, been through and what they've accomplished. They have a really cool uh, story and I really appreciated hearing more about their perspective. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Uh, Steve and Elizabeth are here with me. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Have you ever listened to Marriage Therapy Radio before? Yes. Yes. What do you mean, yeah? I even donated to it for a while when y'all were all scrappy because I believe in itself. Thank you so Great much. Great nuggets. Marriage Therapy Radio is this show where Laura and I get together and we talk about stuff that matters to us in, in our practice. Sometimes we interview people and those people are usually like, I don't know, they got something to do. They have like something to sell or they have some shtick that they want to push or they're really good or we just want to hear from them. And then sometimes, then I've had this idea in my head where it's like, I wonder what it would be like just to talk to regular, regular people. I say all the time that the people I have the most respect for are people in my my clients, my office, because they're, they're doing work. They're doing something that a lot of people aren't doing. And you guys have done a lot of work. And I'm really just interested to say, Hey, I want people to meet you guys and see what we have to learn just from the just from you being you. So, are you are you game? Yeah, let's do it. Bring let's do it. this. Bring it on. Right on. So you've uh, t- so tell everybody who you are. Who who are Steve and Elizabeth? You go first, baby. Uh, do you want me to say it as a couple or just tell me who you are? What's your story? Let's see. How would our you, story. Uh, this is for marriage therapy radio. You're telling people wh- why. Why are you, why do you have a story to tell about this on this podcast? Okay. I'm going to dive in. So I love our story and it's been hard as hell. We've been together over 32 years. Um, I was married when I met Steve. Um, He was barely 21. I'm seven years older. And um, we started our relationship that way i got pregnant uh before we were married then we had a shotgun marriage and that was in 1992 and here we are and they're over 32 years later and we had several people along the way say we'll never make it blah 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 i was part of a bible study they dropped me like a hot potato when i was in the throes of my affair except one person and funny Several of those couples are now divorced, and here we are. And yes, it's taken a lot That's of work hilarious. and commitment. 
It is hilarious. They can suck it. That's the way <laughs> I said. Yeah. Um, True story. You, you said you guys got married in 1992. Is that what you told us? We got married in 94. We met in 92. That's okay. when the affair and all the drama. And I was teaching aerobics. I was a big fish in the small pond. So everybody knew what was happening. And I was, at the time, I was married to someone that um, family business was well known in small town, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Right on. I was a tart. I had the big letter A. I felt like Scarlet Letter. Mm. Right on. Uh, and then see, what do you think? I think she covered most of that. Uh, what would I add to that? Yeah, I mean, when I met her, I'll just I'll just back up. Like, I will never forget the first time I saw her. Like, she was in this aerobics room, and there was like a spotlight on or something. This uh, other aerobics instructor had like said, "Come in here, you got to check this out." And she was practicing this routine, and she was like. She was like a rock star. She was like Madonna. Like the light was just on her, like a shaft of light. And she was all doing this athletic routine and it just knocked me out. And, and, uh, she was at this gym. She was like, she was the Madonna of the gym. Like, and she, you know, this was during the era of the thong, by the way. So it was just like the perfect time to be like a morally flabby young man, you know, like morally loose. Uh, so it was just a, a pretty wild time back then. And, uh, she knocked me out and they asked me to do this aerobics competition with them. And I was young, a young ne'er-do-well and I was trying to get laid and that's what happened. They, and we ended up coming in fourth in the nation. So there you go. That's part, that's um, part of our story. Uh, you guys have done a lot of work in your relationship. I understand that you've been to therapy before was couples therapy. Is that, was that really helpful for you? Maybe tell me a little bit about how amazing that experience was. I'll say that we shopped around quite a bit and there was this freaking dude, Zach, who, uh, was actually really helpful for us. And, you know, in the shopping around process, you know, I, I would just say that the Gottman, the whole Gottman method really meant a lot to us. It was like a lot of it, a lot of the therapists that we had spoken with just, it didn't really jive with us. And, you know, it's a chemistry thing and the chemistry with you worked out all right. And it was very meaningful for, for both of us. Yeah, that's cool. I, I really, I loved working with you guys. And, and I, I'll have to say I was probably one of the people, at least at uh, some time, that didn't think you guys were going to make it. I was, I was probably in the category of these, you know, maybe it's time to cut bait. Like, why didn't you do that? Well, tell me, why didn't you quit? You, you, I, I know that you've had lots of reasons to, but I'm interested to hear like, what, why do you keep coming back to this thing? Do you want to go, babe? Go ahead and then I'll follow up. Bite. There's this, there's this, uh, great, uh, what is his name? I'm forgetting his name, but there's a song called In Spite of Ourselves. Oh. Uh, and that's kind of Hi. our anthem. Hi. Yeah, John Prine. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot it. But uh, it's a sort of our anthem. And I think, I mean, we're both really stubborn. And it's like, I think at the core of it, it's like we've been through so much. It's like there's value to that. Uh, just how much we've weathered together. And it's like some therapists might call that trauma bonding. You know, call it whatever you want, but it's like we have been in the shit together and we've weathered it. And I think ultimately, you know, I still like her. I mean, she drives me nuts sometimes, but it's like I really like her and I care about her. And now, you know, like we've done a whole life together. 
I mean, that's how I feel about it. But I think a lot of it is just straight stubbornness, if I'm being honest about it. Well, and I'll add, and I'm so thankful as empty nesters now, we have more bandwidth also. Like, we, because I got pregnant and then we got married and kept having kids. So we had a lot of external squeezing happening while we're, you know, trying to do life together. And the thing that I think about is there were times during our marriage, don't get us wrong, like there, one of us wanted out, but we never wanted it at the same time. Uh. And I really think had I had my own money, I probably would have gone out there. I started looking for jobs when we lived here. So we've been here 19 years now, and I was always a coach in, in fitness and raising the boys, but I never had like a big income. And I pursued a job with Alaska Airlines. I made it all the way through and with my intent of like, if I get this job, I'm out of here, I'm done. And I didn't get the job. I remember this friend of mine was like, Elizabeth, that is by design. She said, you, you know, she was like, I think that was a big message, you know, from God. But outside of that, it's like, I am still crazy about this man. I have, it has been so hard, but he still gives me goosebumps. Like, to me, it's worth fighting for. He is like my play buddy. We have a lot of laughter together. We also have a lot of competition together. We're both the babies of the family. So you bring the, you know, Kevin Lehman does all that stuff around birth order. Two babies should never get married. Oof. But I really. Two babies should never get married. Yeah. You know, you, th you, you know, you think about that. But I think about I, it a little bit differently. It's not birth order as much as like, if you're not a functional adult, don't even try it but i guess you can't avoid it sometimes. that would that would rule out everybody like <laughs> they'd rule out like 80 percent of people who get married that's that's a high standard zach i don't know okay. man all right but you know Fair i remember enough. steve said something and he has said this since he's gone back to school to be a therapist but it's like what was it steve it's like you and i wish i'd known this years ago and again i've changed a lot but you have to say i do every day it's saying it's choosing to say i yeah, do i get that Every day. And a lot of it, especially for those of us that are very feeling driven, sometimes you've got to look at the commitment and the choices around that. Because if I, on a whim, went by all my feelings, which I did, you know, when I was younger, things would not be pretty. Huh. And shit wouldn't get done. Huh. That's how you ended up in this mess. So, uh Marriage is about saying I do every day, which really looks good on a towel that you hang up or, a, yep. you know, like a picture, somebody cross-stitch in your house. But yep. how do you guys do that? How do you do that every day? Or any day? I don't know. I mean, I think we just, well, I think just for context, I would say like my parents argued like cats and dogs. Like it was a very highly volatile family and it's like, they stayed together till the end. I don't think that's necessarily the sign of a, a great successful relationship is just staying together, even if you're miserable. But I would just say that like, there's been enough fun along the way. It's like whatever the, you know, the juice to squeeze ratio has been enough to, to make this tenable over the years. And it's like, 
we I'll just I'll be blunt about this. Like so the last couple last month we had like a real rough rough patch, right? It comes in waves. Like we go through these sort of periods, but it's like I I believe that it's kind of like, you know, even if you're a healthy person, you're gonna get the flu once in a while. Nice. You're still gonna get the flu. Like you're like I I never mm. feel like we've got cancer. Like yeah. it's like this is we're we're sick, we're under the weather right now. Like, okay, we've got a bad flu right now, but I I've, I've seen us come out of that enough times to where it's like, it doesn't freak me out the way it used to. Uh, and I don't think it freaks her out the way it used to either. Like, and we've built up enough goodwill now. Like there's just, there's more, it's not like yeah. we have three, $3 in the love bank anymore. So we've, we've contributed enough to where it's like, we can kind of, it's like shock absorbers. We can yeah. weather, weather some bumps, you know? And I know, like, for me, what helps me, and Steve and I are different in this, like, community really helps me. Having women in my life that also help me keep my feet to the fire and call my bullshit. And I also, I'm very hungry to seek, and you know this, Zach, like, I'm hungry to seek help. Mm-hmm. When I am, when I don't trust maybe what's going on here, that's when it's like, okay, I need to get in on my knees I need to seek some uh, counseling, like just for me to put my mind right and and try to discern how much of it is my shit because my bank or bandwidth is low and how much is him and Uh where I end and he starts instead of trying to keep it here. And one thing I learned, which most of our younger married life together both of us had resentment. And what I've learned is like, if I am getting resentment, like if I hear him breathe and I'm like, <laughs> um, I can't, like, that's about me. Like, I need to figure out what's going on with hmm. me that I am so highly annoyed. Like, where have I not done great self-care? Where have I, where do I need to feed myself so that his breathing to stay alive is okay? <laughs> and and not like making me want to like, can't stand this fucking guy. Rip his trick you know. out. I'm aware that you neither of you answered my question, but you both said something really important. Um, Steve, I think what you said was like perspective really helps. Really yes. understanding that like there maybe slow and steady wins the race, or that there that that the hills and valleys when they have kind of a larger geographical context, they're not as high or as low. Yeah. 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 yeah and then there's a lot to that. Yeah. And then Elizabeth, you said that maybe the secret or maybe the way that you say I do every day is to take care of your own stuff, like to make sure that you're, you're cleaning up your mess inside your house before you start walking around going, why, why is your place so messy? Mm -hmm. And that's been, I mean, I'll own it. Like that's been a big part of my focus, most of our marriage. And it hasn't gone well. You mean cleaning up his house? Making sure, like focusing on his shit, like yeah. how, and yeah, letting yeah, yeah. and letting it become so annoying to me. Um, you know, we just this is kind of a cool analogy, but we started pay, playing pickleball the end of last summer, no. and it's so much fun. You guys and he's don't better than me because he played tennis. <laughs> we love it. We love of it. Of course, you well, do. And, yeah, and I want to be better than him because I've got issues. But anyway, but I did this clinic about three weeks ago, and Mark Milner, and he's one of the best in the state of Washington. He was like. You don't want your partner cleaning up your messes. Like when you're playing doubles in pickleball, you clean up your own mess. You don't put that pressure 
on them. Mm. And and to me saying I do every day, again, like if I'm not the best version of myself or even a somewhat good version of myself, it's hard and I'm not going to do a good job at that. But I have to do a lot of mental gymnastics sometimes to say, you know what, uh, this is what I have chosen to do. Infection's really important to him. I'm going to go crawl on his lap while he's in the middle of it, a computer thing or something. But it's it's really comes down to choice. Like, how am I going to show up each day in my commitment that I have made to this man? Like, how hmm. how, how what version am I going to show up? Hmm. Sometimes it's not pretty and sometimes it's awesome. But I'm going to choose to show up. I mean, I think ultimately neither one of us want to be at odds for too long. Like there's kind of like a point where it's just like, and I think this happens for a lot of couples where it's like, I don't even know what we're arguing about. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, I really, I just don't want to, I just don't want to be at odds with you. And it's like, ultimately one of us comes back. And that's something we kind of learned with you too, is like our repair. I think our repair game's pretty good. Mm. You know, like we're, I I love that, but I would, I would classify us as a high conflict relationship. Like we're both kind of hot headed and we're both loud and like got pit bulls. (laughs) We're kind of like them. The other one's going to come and flip out too. Uh, We're like that. And kind of like our pit bulls, they can freaking just like jump on each other and maul each other for a second. And then they're cool. And then five minutes later, they're kind of laying on each other. Sorry about this. And they're big lovers. They're huge lovers. They're the best dog. <laughs> That's funny. You know, just as you were saying this, I was thinking about like, why do I think Steve and Elizabeth would be a good couple to talk to? One thing is I think that you have a strength that you know how to talk about your relationship. Even for you, you'd be able to go, Steve, I think our repair game is pretty good. You know what you're saying and, and it's an intentional thing that you, you guys have taken on and that you have decided that this is part of our identity. Um, and so I think, you know, one of my goals always for marriage therapy radio is that people just have conversations they weren't otherwise having, or they go, huh, I've never thought about it like that before. So I'm just glad that you guys, I don't know, have chosen to participate. And I want to know more, like, I want to know, um, as you look back on your relationship and you think about like major pivots and I don't even mean major pivots of drama or trauma. I just mean major pivots of learning. Like what were the moments or the, the kind of the two or three or the one or two key turning points of learning for you about what it meant to be in this relationship? Mm. I, I don't know. There've been several losses that, just kind of like put things in perspective, you know, like, and they're like, I I think that put, that's changed things. Like a lot of uh, the stuff that I learned is like, she handles grief completely different. Like to me, grief is a metaphor for like how we approach things. It's like, it's almost like as individual as like a fingerprint, right? Sorry about the dog. This is like driving me nuts. Well, there's somebody at the door. I'm like, we never get people at the door. Like, what the hell? Hey, I don't know if you guys have heard, but I recently went to Ireland with my wife, Rebecca, on vacation. Um, It was a great time. We had a wonderful time connecting. We spent a lot of time in the car, a lot of time in the hotel, a lot of time over meals, just talking about whatever. And when we got home, we realized that we were not connecting quite as much. So we're really happy to have discovered Paired. Paired is an app, you download it onto your phone. Rebecca has one, I have one. And then you pair, you pair it up with the people and that's really clever name. And then every day you get questions and quizzes and games 
um, and it helps you sort of stay connected and uh, do a conversation. And I, you know, listen, I have to confess that sometimes I think these things are cheesy and I don't want to rely on these kinds of tools, but it's actually been really clever and fun. And I've had to be, I've had to answer questions that I didn't actually know that I thought about. For example, one of the questions we got was at a dinner party, would you rather sit across from or next to your partner? And Rebecca and I each had different answers and we, uh, and it flagged it for us and said, Hey, maybe you want to talk about it. So we did. And we had this lovely conversation about how and why we like to sit where we do at a party. And it was actually quite cool. We get quizzes, we get games. I like the games part because it's kind of like a newlywed game kind of questions. She gets asked and you get asked. And if you get them right, you get them wrong, whatever. And then somebody wins and somebody loses, which of course I love because the competitor in me needs a little bells and whistles. So what, what I'm saying is it's a very cool app that I'm really glad that I found. It's helped Rebecca and I stay connected. I know that Laura and Ryan are using it. And we're actually excited to see sort of how we graduate through some of the different quizzes. And if that's your jam, I invite you to check it out. Whether you're just a few dates in or you've been together for a really long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner using Paired. So head to Paired.com slash MTR to get a seven day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash MTR to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. Okay, welcome back to the show, everybody. I think we've successfully stowed the dogs. Is that is that a thing that happened? We'll see. No promises. Um, I, I I ask when I'm first getting to know a couple and they come into my office. I start with the kind of a standard battery of questions. I want to know what brought them in there. What's what's their deal? Then I also want to know if they can look back. And this is the question that I'm asking you guys: if you can look back on the relationship um, and tell me about one or two or three pivot points. And, you know, sometimes people go, Oh, when we had a baby, everything changed. Of course it did. Or, Oh, after the affair, everything changed. Yes. True. I'm looking for like, for you, if you can look back at just maybe even subtle moments where you learned something or, or that you can call it a takeaway because of whatever happened at that, at that moment. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just interested to hear what you, what, what takeaways you have Maybe that's the question I'm looking for. I've got one on that is like when the kids finally left the house, like there was a moment where it's like, and we actually had this conversation. It's like, we don't have to do this anymore. Like we are here by choice. Like if we want to do this, like we need to, like, this is by choice now. Like this is, Uh this is no longer like duty keeping us together or anything like that. This is like by choice. So it's like, how do we want to, how do we yeah. want to do this? I don't know. That, that was like, that was a big shift for, I think. Yeah, I get that. And I've got some, and I think they line into this. One of the biggest for me, so again, little background, like being raised in the South, in the Bible Belt, I had a lot of really ingrained messages around what marriage was supposed to be and um, biblically. And um, a a lot of it did a lot of damage, but one of them, so when we got our divorce and we had moved from Chattanooga to Atlanta, so I had an older son at the time when we met, he was about 14 months old, so he was a baby. We moved to Atlanta and he was so stifled in his career, but I wouldn't move. I wouldn't even have a conversation about it because I felt so guilty about divorcing David's dad. And I remember going to this woman's conference. And so Steve was miserable. Um, And I went to this woman's conference and it was Jan 
and I asked uh, Sylvia's and I, I asked her because I felt guilty about it, but I also felt more guilty about what I'd done to David. And I talked to her and I said, you know, my husband wants to move. He wants to get a job in another town. I said, I don't know what to do. She's like, you honor your husband. And I was like, but David's dad's and he's like, she's like, you honor your husband. And I was so convicted about that. I just bawled and I went home after that. And I told Steve, I was like, okay, you want to move? Let's move. And lo and behold, if he didn't get a job like that to Seattle, we moved. And then another thing that was a small and influential when we were younger, we hung around couples that, and I know, you know, these couples, they, they create humor on each other. Uh. And it sounds, it's very condescending and it's real easy to start taking part in that because they're digging at each other for a lot, for a laugh or it's, it's so degrading. And we would find when we hung out with this one particular couple, we kind of started doing that too. And I brought it to see the attention. like, do you notice that's what we do? He's like, yeah, I don't like it. Now I'm hypersensitive when I see other couples use each other as to one up or for a joke. That was a big pivot for me. And then I'd say most recently is really understanding. And maybe cancer has helped this too. But at the end of the day, what really matters Like so many of our younger years, and even when we were seeing you, like I put so much energy and effort on shit at the end of the day, doesn't matter. Mm. You know, like my relate, like I need to fight for Steve instead of against him, like fight for us instead of against us. And so much I fought against us. Do you think, um, so I just turned 50 this year and I feel like I'm officially a grown up now. And I've been asking all these questions like, what do I wish I knew yeah. then that I know now, you know? And, but then I have to face this other question, which is, I think even if somebody told me that and they probably did, I wasn't ready to hear it yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. But what, what do you think? Like if you could go back in time and talk to young, you guys, like you, your, yourselves as a couple, like you just sort of, I don't know, time is time travels real. And you walk in and you sit down at a, coffee shop or something and you're just talking to them what what do you what would you tell them i think that's a tough one for me because it's like i think so much of our conflict as a couple was situational uh so it's like i was like just full of fear in other areas of my life so it's like i i don't think like advice would have like advice would have been like get out of advertising or something like that. Like find a career that find a career that doesn't suck every ounce of uh, life out of you. So that when you come home, you actually have some left over uh, for the people who need it the most. Like that would be the advice, but that's not really, it's not really relationship advice, but it's like when, when I like survey, like our relationship over 30 years, I think so much of our strife was situational. It wasn't like, I hate this person or she hates me. It was more like, like we weren't handling stress and loss well, or like, you know, we had kids where things were kind of falling apart. Like that's different. That's different from like, I mean, that's where it's like, I go back to like, fundamentally, it's like, I like her. I want to, I want to, what I ideally want to do is walk outside and hold hands with her. Like, that's really what I would prefer to do that to fight about bullshit. I would like, I would like that. That, that sounds nice, you know? So I you still know. can do that today. There's time left. We're going to do it. Good. 
we did it yesterday, but you know, like, I think personality comes in this as well, because when I was in the middle of my fair, I had so many wise people trying to tell me this, that, like my pastor took me into like so many people with high regard and I wasn't about it. I wasn't mm. listening. I wasn't about it. And I, you know, I'm, I, I'm an Enneagram eight mm-hmm. and that has a side effect when I'm not my best self, but it also has a really mm-hmm. positive side effect. So I don't know how much I would have listened in the thick of that. But what I do believe, I didn't realize I was an anxious person. I always said, I'm so high energy, which I am high energy, mm-hmm. but that comes out pretty uh can be destructive also if I'm not managing that. So it doesn't take much to go from zero to 60. So I wish I had understood physically and neurologically some of the stuff that was going on with me so that maybe I could have been in a more downregulated system, (laughs) which would have helped me not overreact or go zero to 60 because of just the way that I show up in life. And again, there's perks to that and there's Great benefit of that, but there's also a side effect that maybe I could have managed. And I will say, I love having sex with this man. Like, that was how we started. And that has been, like, the biggest glue in our relationship that's, like, play. So that has really, really helped in being, having a partner who's adventurous and um, digs me. Like, I can tell he still gets butterflies and me too and that as a woman like I like that a lot and I know he feels that way about me but I don't know how much I would have listened about things how I should have shown up because people tried to tell me but you know I still did my um you know I kind of did my own thing but I I think had I been a little more calm that would have helped you guys are driving me crazy because I'm trying to ask you questions about specific ways that you have overcome no, your trials no, like, and ten point plan. And you're, and you're like, yeah. it's all context and self-care. And I'm like, I actually believe you. It's actually right. <laughs> like having perspective and taking care of your stuff is, in fact, the secret. Um, so, but again, I think we can all agree that younger us wouldn't listen to us if we came back and gave them something. But here's the difference. People who are listening to you right now are listening to you because they want to hear what you have to say. They're, they're about 20, 25 minutes into the episode and they're still listening and they want to know like, how do, how did Stephen Elizabeth make it work? Like how, what do, what do they have for me? This is your younger self right now. You so um, I, I think let's she, see what you got. She touched on it. Like we our physical intimacy was always like, it kind of it, like I, I describe it like shock absorbers, like uh, whatever, like rough roughness we were having in our lives. Like that was always like that was the icing on the cake. Like that was like, you know, that, that's a real powerful thing. Like so like if you are into your spouse, I say double down on the sex. And it's like I, I really do. Like I'm, we're both very bullish on that. All right. Fair Which, enough. Again, has a side effect, but. Also, like choosing to forgive or choosing okay. to hold on I can work to with both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cho- do you choose to hold on to the bullshit and create a story? You know, you always in our sessions, you talked about stories and, na- and the narrative. And I love that. And then the piece on repair, like, I will say, like, I don't know when we, was that five years ago for something? It's been a while. But that yeah. ha- that was a big shift for us is Maybe. 
leaving the fight and then focusing on the repair because we're going to fight again. But how do we come back together? How do we minimize that? Like that is a huge gift that you gave us that we have and do focus on and implement that has changed our relationship for the better in the last several years. I've I've got another specific one. And this was also something that you gave us. So like I was always really good at like, fuck this time out of here and like slamming the door and just leaving. Yeah. I and, remember. And you, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. But like, just to, to dive deeper into that, my wife would call me gotta leave Steve. Like that was right. like, that was like the thing. So it's like, that would always send to her the message that I was abandoning her. And then that would get this whole, like one of us chasing, one of us running. Like we're like, it's like a seesaw where there was always one up, one down. And you brought it up where it's like, I, we had to do the promise I had to do the promise of return. Uh, so, uh, when we got uh, into uh, a conflict and I, I got escalated, I got elevated. I would be like, okay, I need like an hour away and I want to have this conversation later. I want, I want, I'm going to return like, and that one thing, you know, I, like, I think that made a huge difference. I don't know if you felt that Elizabeth, but what, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I say that to the couples that are listening, like, figure that out. Let one or the other, whoever's the lever, like, look them in the eye and let them know I'm not leaving, leaving. I'm just taking a little break so that my heart rate can come down. Like, that's another thing. The emotion, you know, the heart rate going up and the flooding, which we talked about because we're both big flutters. I can't tell you how things would have been different. Had we realized, oh, my heart rate's above 100, I can no longer hear you. I am no longer rational. So we may as well take a break. And no, I'm not going to leave you for good. I'm going to take this break. So really implement implementing. And you've got to be willing to do it, too, because it's not easy because you got all these feelings. Implement like, I'm not leaving you. I'm going to we're going to take a break from this. We're going to revisit it. But right now, my heart rate's too high. I can't hear you. I All I see is blood. You know, some strategic action items that do help bring the heart rate down and know that, okay, we're still in the pocket. We're still in the pocket. Um, I remember this one. Do you guys remember this one? Do you remember when we had to negotiate Thanksgiving and Elizabeth got four huffs? Like, <laughs> no, I don't, but that sounds very familiar. I do. Yes, she I was do. Like, you guys were, Steve was like, we'll be walking, we're trying to enjoy Thanksgiving and she'll be like, <sighs> and then everything was like a problem. And I was like, well, why don't you just give her like four free ones? And then you can just like, it'll be okay. And in the fifth one, you can find out if something's really going on. But, but Elizabeth had four free giant size that she got to use. Well, you I know, like that, that was insightful. Zach, because I wasn't even aware that I was doing that. And what I also found, because I can't breathe through my left side. So Steve will be like, (laughs) were you sighing? I'm like, no, right now. I'm just literally trying to breathe because I can't breathe out of the left side of my nose. But that was super insightful. And then I will add like back to what you were just asking, not taking everything so fucking personal. Like like, that's a killer, taking things so personal, you know? I was thinking about that. that's actually one of the is it one of the four what do they call it the four agreements oh yeah like, assuming I think one positive of them is, intent well don't take everything personally mm-hmm. or don't take yeah. anything personally I think is on there but be impeccable with your word or whatever but that's yeah. a really good example of my therapist gave me this book 
in like 2005. And he was like, here, this is going to change your life. Four agreements. And it did not change my life. And now, (laughs) and now I'm like 2023, I'm like, ah, man, I should not take everything so personally. And mm, I should be impeccable with my, like, I should just, I already, I just have like have the four agreements in me. I was like, yeah, and it's just about readiness. Cause I've agreed. I've never learned one thing before I was ready to learn it. And I guess maybe that's, that's why I have so much respect for folks who come into my office or who listen to the podcast or take a workshop is that you're just demonstrating a readiness to learn it. I think you guys have done that really, really well over the last decade or so, at least that I've been in your orbit. And so I want to just thank you for rescuing me today and for having something to say. If people want to talk to you, uh, can they talk to you? Can they, can I just put them in your direction? So Steve's got uh, private practice in Seattle area in therapy, practicing therapy, which is amazing. Congratulations, by the way, that's, that's new since I last saw you. Um, Elizabeth is in fitness and has workshops and classes you can take. And if you're interested in either of those in this area, or do you, can you be other places, whatever, just let me know. Yeah, they can reach out on Instagram. I'll hook you up uh, with those guys or we'll put it in the show notes or whatever thing. Do you have any uh, parting words that you want to? You want to send up to the radio th- marriage therapy radio land? Uh, stick with it. That's what I would say. Like, uh, All right. like, cause you don't know, like your, your best years could be 10 years down the road. Like you don't, you, you, uh-huh. you, you don't know that. Yeah. Like, so people are very quick to throw in the towel and it's like, stick with it. That's what I would say. Okay. Yeah. What you got Elizabeth? And I, well, I'll go back to like, you have you were the last counselor that we saw, and we saw a shit ton mm. along our 32 years. Mm-hmm. And finding the right counselor that that sees you and understands you as two unique individuals and trying to come together and being willing to listen mm-hmm. and maybe apply some action items, like because it is a relationship thing. So I really give a huge kudos and appreciation to you because mm, you thanks. were the, our final shift, not, you know, at least today in moving us in a much better direction. And I think think if there's the reason why you got together, if there's enough in there that why you got together, is it worth fighting for? Then fucking fight for it. Right on. Yeah, Steve, you once very kindly told me I was the right guy at the right time, but obviously that was you guys were at the right time too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Thank you for showing up, for doing that work, for persevering. It's really rewarding to look at you where you're at now. And thanks for coming on and rescuing me. And uh, yeah, if maybe we'll turn this into a thing because I like talking to normal people as much as I like talking to yeah. famous people. So I think it's important. Right on. There you go. Thank you, Zach. Thanks, Zach. So there you have it. That's Steve and Elizabeth. They are good people. I'm really glad they came on and wanted to talk to us. You know, um, if you feel like you want to talk to us, Give us a call. I, I like the idea of talking to regular people about how they make their relationship work. It's it's refreshing sometimes. So feel free to email us at info at marriagetherapyradio.com. It won't surprise you if you listen to the show that Elizabeth texted me almost immediately and gave me an entire list of the things that she wishes she had said. If you're interested in reaching out to them at all, just shoot us a note and um, we'll put you in touch. So that's, uh, again, info at marriagetherapyradio.com. Yeah, so I think that's it. Um, Thanks for hanging in there with us and uh, thanks for listening to the podcast and thank you as well for all the time and attention you put into your relationship, making it better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.